My name's Brandon Staub. And I'm Brad O'Connell. Welcome to In Dispute Podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in the Christian church. We're learning to listen to the Bible instead of our emotions, and we invite you to learn with us. Our hope is that these raw conversations would help lead us to truth and bring us closer to the mind and heart of God. Thanks for joining us this week on In Dispute Podcast. This week we are talking about politics and church. Uh, And I feel like I have to give a little disclaimer here that right off the bat we're not trying to say that being involved in politics is wrong in any way. Um, Definitely think it's a good idea for Christian people to be involved in politics Um, This is specifically about bringing up politics in church. And uh, we're not talking about church politics. I'm talking about government-related politics. So just, you know, right off the bat, I want to make that clear that we aren't against politics. We're not against our our, uh, leaders. Um, We we, uh, are very much for, you know, praying for our leaders and um, wanting um, God's will for their lives. So um, just right off the bat, I want to make that clear. But, you know, this this idea of politics being talked about in church really is, a, I think, a, a real hot-button issue, especially uh, in the last year with everything that's gone down in, in our country with, um, you know, the election and the elected president has caused quite a stir um, in the church and, and, and caused a lot of unnecessary conversation and argument, I, I believe. All right. And just kind of interrupt you there for a second. We're not necessarily speaking about just the four walls kind of church. We're talking about also the church at large, the people of Christ um, to an extent as well. Yeah, and, you know, one thing that I want to do when I bring up too, just to kind of give background on a, the idea of needing a king or a ruler, is that that was never God's intent in the first place. Right. Um, and you can you can find that in First Samuel where y- we see the people uh, requesting a king to be appointed over them. Um, and, and God kind of pleads with Samuel and, and explains, you know, you really don't want to do this because it's going to come with a lot of, of headache and heartache and, and a lot of difficulty. Um, but, but the people wanted what they wanted, and so God did give them a king, and I, and I believe that we're still feeling the effects of that today um, with the troubles in, in politics and in government. Absolutely. You know, when, when people are looking for man to rule them, you're looking for a, a troubled system. Right. I mean, that's how this whole thing started. I mean, we go back even to Genesis. You know, we wanted man to be the ruler. Um, and right from the get-go, we see that that was a, a failure. So as far as, um, you know, kind of took a look in, in Scripture to see how Jesus was handling this at the time and, and you know, something that the people really thought Jesus would be would be that that coming king that would 
kind of fix their their political problems and they they missed they kind of missed the mark i mean he was a king but he wasn't there to be be their their uh their political savior absolutely so yeah. to speak um and we actually see jesus put in this the situation um after he feeds the 5000 um the people realized that they they would like to have this 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 person as their king and he um he realizes what the people were thinking and in John 6:15 he we see him withdraw, withdraw himself from the people and seclude himself on a mountain because this is not what he came here to to be a part of he he didn't want to be included in the the politics of of the of the time and he didn't want to get entwined in that in that that mess mm-hmm. yeah which is really powerful because like you just mentioned in the old testament god's plan was never for us to have this this king or a president or you know whatever your country might have and so jesus we know for a fact that he came to this planet um to restore to bring life back to what it was supposed to be um, before the fall, and so to see Jesus kind of step away from this is, uh, you know, we see him kind of reminding his disciples, reminding the other followers around him, um, like I'm going to stand in contrast to what you think is correct, um, but I'm flipping everything up upside down on its head. You know, um, this was never supposed to be like this. Politics were never supposed to be um, in the hands of broken people. Um, they were never supposed to be used as a weapon um, and that kind of thing. So it's just really powerful to see Jesus step back and kind of lead them mm-hmm. in, a, in a direction where they can, you know, kind of get a sky view of, of what's going on, what's supposed to be going on versus what really is going on mm-hmm. in the nations. Right. Yeah, and, and, you know, kind of going back to what I said at the beginning that, you know, we don't have to be, you know, opposed to politics and, and getting involved in it um, you know Jesus himself while he did he chose not to be a part of it he didn't ignore those who had concerns about you know laws and policies um, when people asked him about taxes I mean he answered them straight up you know give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar mm-hmm. give to God what belongs to God and then that's where he ended his conversation. You know, that's one of the things I love about Jesus, as far as getting involved in politics, is he he kept it simple. Uh, he spoke truth, and he never argued about anything. It was a it was a quick, direct answer, and then he he got away from it. Right. And even um, another cool example is when Jesus is getting arrested. Um, you know, Peter pulls out his sword. And, and Jesus made it very clear that this is not a national issue. This is not a political issue that, that I've come to deal with. Um, again, Peter and the rest of the disciples, like you had mentioned, they thought that Jesus was going to be this guy that comes and drop kicks Caesar off the throne, you know, and mm-hmm. starts, you know, they're waiting for swords to be pulled. Um, but Jesus turns their hearts uh, to realize and understand, like, that that's not what this is. This isn't a political war that I'm in this is a spiritual war yeah and you know I think I think that Jesus um, realized that 
you know, he, he mentioned, I'll, I'll say it this way, he mentioned that you can't serve two masters, and I, th- and I really think that when you're so wrapped up in politics, it's really hard to, to serve just one master and just uh, I feel like social media has made that very evident as of late um, and I'm not I'm not here to bash social media but I think that people really let their true colors show on social media with with what they post and something that I've seen a lot of Christians do as of late is is really show that their their focus is not where it should be and this is what Jesus is talking about you know you can't serve two masters and I've seen a lot of Christians this past year who have been very quiet with their faith mm-hmm. since the beginning all of a sudden become very loud and passionate about their beliefs but it's their belief in their political opinion and not their their Christianity and I think this is where the big problem with politics and church comes in is people get so wrapped up in in what's going on politically that they don't realize the damage they're doing Mm -hmm. to themselves and the people around them and, and to Christianity in general right yeah, like, yeah, and I'm human, so you know, I, I've read an article here or there where I really wanted to share it, but I knew, okay, this is not going to advance the kingdom. This this is going to cause mm-hmm. some chaos within Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, my brothers and sisters that follow me around, um, and so I chose not to do it. And I, I, by the grace of God, was able to redirect my mind, redirect my heart to what really matters. And like you said, it. Social media could be a blessing. It could be a, a great platform. Um, but as a Christian, that platform should be for one thing only, mm-hmm. and that's spreading the gospel. Um, but like you mentioned, there's so many people where you know, I'm seeing stuff fly around on Facebook, statuses and comments here and there. And I know who these people are, and I know they call themselves a Christian. You know, And I'm like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know that what you just said and how you just said that does not represent the king at all mm-hmm. um and it's it stirs somewhat some anger in me which i feel is a righteous anger um but it also makes me sad mm-hmm. um there is across across uh, denominational lines there's just a split right down the middle right. and there i really honestly i find it ridiculous that that people of the book can be so split between, you know, Democrat, Republican kind of thing. Um, And it really does show what we're worshiping. We're Mm -hmm. looking for a man to lead us or a woman to lead us Mm -hmm. instead of Jesus. And um, really what that does is shows that our religion is nationalism more than Christianity. And something that I'm constantly passionate about and constantly trying to dialogue about is Listen, Jesus is not a Democrat, and Jesus is not a Republican, and bigger than that, Jesus is not an American. Mm-hmm. Like, America is not the nation of all nations. It's mm-hmm. just not how it is. And uh, Jesus came to make his own nation. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to represent something or someone, 
Like that's the nation we should be proud of, the nation of heaven. Right. Um, and it's just so, so easy to get wrapped up into this world around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I think about the the verse that says the power of life and death is is in the tongue, and I just see so many of my Christian brothers and, and sisters um, just tearing down people publicly on social media, and, and I'm thinking, man, you're, the power in life of life and death is in the tongue, man, you're killing a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, and then coming to church on Sunday and raising your hand and speaking in tongues, right? and I just don't, I don't, <laughs> where's the disconnect here? Um, you're serving one, one God during the week and another God on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. um, this shouldn't be. Right. <clears throat> uh, I do think it's important so we mentioned at the beginning that we're not trying to bash politics but we're both pretty passionate about Christians using wisdom and temperance right. <laughs> when it comes to politics but let's let's twist it up a little bit let's talk how politics can be looked at in a positive light um, so two passages that I uh, found immediately were Proverbs 21 uh, verse 1 it says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he will. So to me, that's showing that though God's original plan wasn't to have a king or a president or you know any kind of political leader like that, um, he's gracious enough to give us that, that little bit of rain. Mm-hmm. But he also continues to stay in charge there. Like He's still God. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that I find to be comforting is we might have somebody in office here now or in four years or in the past or whatever it may be but I know that I can stand firm in the fact that God is in absolute control over what's happening in the universe in the sense that nothing is surprising God mm-hmm. and and God can by his grace and by his patience with us and by literally wooing us he, he can use our hearts and bend our hearts in certain ways where like like I said he's he's not going to be surprised um, so that that brings a peace to my heart that no matter who's in charge of our nation I don't have to be scared I don't have to be freaking out though I do tend to sometimes mm-hmm. but really I, I, ha- I have the ability not to because I know that God is God like God's the one on the real throne mm-hmm. so I find that very comforting um and also Daniel 2, chapter 21. I know Daniel's kind of a weird book here, but it says that he changes the times and seasons. He disposes kings, or deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. So no matter who would have won this election, this past election, they were there because Christ sovereignly put them there. Mm-hmm. Um, if Jesus did not want President Trump to be president, he wouldn't be president. Mm-hmm. Um I know that we can have discussion after discussion about how in control is God versus free will. It's a whole different podcast topic, but he is God. And so we have to understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody's rebelling against God and getting away with it unless he allows them to get away with it. Right. Uh, So so those are two things that, that kind of comfort me uh, when it comes to politics. And I find it to be a positive outlook on politics. Um, And I know you're looking for a passage right now, but I'll just kind of add two. Um, 
we've been given this authority and this ability to influence other people in this world for the glory of God. And so I, I don't want to I don't want to stray so far down the path of anti-politics in my own heart that I forget the voice that we have as Christians. And so I do think that it is important to vote. And I'll just be totally honest with you. There, are, I, I wish that I voted more for the smaller, um, the smaller elections. I wish that I knew more about politics because I do fully believe that as Christians we we should be praying earnestly. Um, about this kind of stuff and we should be voting in a way that resembles the gospel mm-hmm. um, because we do have this blessing of you know, we're blessed to be in the United States where we get to choose our leader um, and so as Christians we should be going out there and praying and just really earnestly seeking God's wisdom so that we can vote for people who can really make a change um, in our country and hopefully in the world around us so I do think that we have a place in politics Right. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm leafing through Romans trying to find this passage and I, and I just can't find it uh, quickly, but, you know, is it Romans 13? Maybe. Um, I'm just, I'm thinking about the passage that, yes, you're correct. Every person should be, should place themselves under the authority of the government. There isn't any authority unless it comes from God. And the authorities that are there have been put in place by God. So anyone who opposes the authority is standing against what God has established. People who take this kind of stand will get punished. So, I mean, right there, you know, no matter whether you're um, a Democrat or a Republican, whether you love Trump, whether you love Obama, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. The, the, the leaders have been placed there by God and they are our authority whether we like them or not, we have to we have to respect that authority. Now, just to play devil's advocate here, because this is a question out there, and mm-hmm. this is a conversation out there. Where's the line drawn in Romans 13? So, I fully believe, just putting that out there, I fully believe that back when Hitler was in charge, I believe mm-hmm. that God was sovereign over that. Mm-hmm. As horrible as that might sound to the un- the uh, the unregenerate heart, mm-hmm. um, if he wanted Hitler gone immediately, he would have been gone immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why God allowed such a thing to happen. I don't know what he was using that for in the timeline of history, but I know that God was totally in control of that situation. Um, so would you say that Christians are um, called to be under the authority of a wicked government like that? Or do you think that there's a point in time where we have to say, yes, God's sovereign over who is in charge here, but what that person is doing is clearly Mm anti-Scripture. And therefore, I need to bow down to Scripture's rule over the government's rule. And if that means some sort of rebellion, then that's what it means. So what what is your idea on that? What are your thoughts on that? Right. Well, I mean, in the case of Hitler, I mean, that's that's a tough... It's a tough situation, but um, one thing that I do keep in mind in situations like that is that the the devil was given rule over the earth, and that um, nothing nothing that nothing bad that happens is caused by God, and everything that's bad would be caused by the devil. In in my mm-hmm. opinion, and you know, biblically, that's what I believe. Yeah. But that God can take any situation 
and turn it around for good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the case of Hitler, I think that the devil thought that he was doing something that was, you know, very crafty and and uh, and and evil, and you know, I'm going to show these Jews. Um, but God was saying, yeah, but I'm going to use this. The devil thinks he's winning, but I'm going to turn this around somehow. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make all things work together for the good. Um, so that's that's where I am with that. Um, but also, you know, you mentioned earlier how Jesus showed up and kind of turned everything on its head. Right. Um, and I think he did it in a way that he wasn't disrespecting the authority that was in place. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's a hard question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I often ask myself. There, there's a lot of stories out there on the news recently, even where we have Christians being arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that at times it's just such a gray area. Um, I don't think that Christians should just go out and rebel against the government because they think something is stupid right. and, and get arrested for it. But I, I do see Paul getting arrested for certain things, mm-hmm. you know, primarily preaching the gospel, but he was doing, he would have had to have been going against some sort of authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ask myself quite often, if it got down to, all right, I, I can either follow the government and not go to jail, but feel convicted that I'm in sin. Um, or I can choose to follow God as ruler, and if that means that I get arrested or have some sort of punishment, then I take that, but at least my conscience is clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I tend to lean towards that, that latter one. That, that My problem is I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would be to cause me to say, no, I'll, I'll get arrested for that. I'd rather get arrested than, than sin, because I want to be somebody who influences and I, w- I want somebody to look at me and see that I'm able to be under authority in such a way that that I'm able to honor God with that mm-hmm. um, but at the same time I'm not willing to do something that is against the call of scripture I'm just not willing to do it mm-hmm. um, and that kind of raises another question in my in my mind you know if if the the leadership that is placed there is placed there by God, then and you know a house divided against itself can't stand, right? Mm-hmm. So would God, in His will, put someone in in place that He would then want a Christian to rise up against? That would be like Him sending someone out to rise up against His own will, right? Which doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's definitely a good question. Yeah. So I think uh, you know a good a good question to ask is um, would the would me rebelling against this be me rising up against God's own will? Um, and, and I think that you really have to look at the situation that you're wanting to rise up against and, and ask could this could this possibly be God's will that He wants this this way? Right. Yeah. Like I said, I I don't know what that would be. I don't know what that mm-hmm. thing would be to make me make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think in most cases there are plenty of ways that you can go around, you know, where, where you're following the law, but you're also praising Jesus. There are 
there's way after way after way of, of doing that. So it would have to probably be a pretty big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I don't know what that w- that would be, but um, yeah. I just ima- I imagine that as this world progresses, there will come a time where government is asking people to to do something that is very unbiblical. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think there's going to be a time where Christians need to say to themselves, okay, which authority is more powerful in my life? Which authority am I bowing down to mm-hmm. in my life? Um, I can just, I don't know, I can just see it coming. Um, right. So right. I, I'm definitely not like, I'm not like a, an all-out rebel here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not somebody that goes out and with pitchforks against the government. Right. Because uh, like, like like we've been talking about, I, I believe that God is in control of everything um, in, that, in that sense. And so you're right. If, if God is allowing a leader um, to be in charge and that leader is choosing to do wicked things, you know, how, how do you go about that? Mm-hmm. It's kind of an unanswered question. <laughs> you know, something that, that came to my mind, and it's it's just a little quote that I made up on my own as I was thinking about this this topic and thinking about how people have been reacting. Um, is uh, you know, what if we are we were as passionate about Jesus as we were about our politics? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. What if we were as loud about proclaiming the good news as we were about exposing fake news? What if we loved our king more than we loved our president? What if our focus was on the kingdom of God and only the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of the of the earth? Right. Yeah. Like how much how much better would things be not only in our own lives but you know just our our country in general, you know, and what if Christians would spend the majority of their time seeking God yeah, and not stressing about what's happening right. in the world. We're salt and light, man. Right. And the enemy wants nothing more than to have a bunch of Christians bickering over policy. Right. Yeah. Anything to distract us from, from bringing life and hope um, mm-hmm. into the broken world around us. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lot, we see a lot of, what seems like him winning lately. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think there's a call for brothers and sisters to, to really recalibrate their hearts mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really important to, to be very mindful in the church, you know, especially, you know, on a Sunday morning while we're having discussion, you know, in Second Timothy chapter 2, it makes it very clear um, that we shouldn't have anything to do with useless and stupid arguments mm-hmm. uh, over amongst ourselves, um, and and how often can can we say that we can have a discussion about politics that doesn't turn into an argument? Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah, and, and I'm glad you went back there because that is something we wanted the the this session to be about was talking in church. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's a lot of there. There are topics out there that I think we need to separate from politics mm-hmm. um, as Christians as well. So, you know, the church should be a time set aside for teaching the Word of God. Right. Right? We should not be te- teaching politics. We shouldn't be talking about who's running for office. That belongs outside the walls mm-hmm. of the church gathering 
um, or wherever you're gathering for worship. Um, but there are topics um, that are not political topics that have been roped into political the the political realm. You know, mm-hmm. so um, the the talk about life. You know, pro life. Um, the talk about um, justice. Uh, the talk about sexuality. The talk about um, you know all these broken systems that are in place in the world around us that politics kind of grabbed and, and reined mm-hmm. in a little bit, mm-hmm. but they're not meant to be political topics. Right. They're topics about life. They're topics about justice. They're topics that are in the Bible that we can go through and read. And so certainly pick up your Bible and talk about the importance of justice. Mm-hmm. Certainly pick up your Bible and talk about how Christians are called to feed the poor mm-hmm. and talk about uh, sexual purity and talk about um, you know the importance of life and how God created us with purpose and with um, being his image bearer. Um, certainly pick up your Bible and talk about these topics, but don't connect them uh, to a policymaker in Washington. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that that that's something to keep in mind. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I I have one more verse that I that I like would like to read, and you know, it's not not necessarily about politics specifically, but I felt like when I read this, it jumped out at me as far as politics goes, and it's in Proverbs. Uh, 427 it says do not turn to the right or to the left keep your foot from evil Mm. and when I read that you know politics is all about are you on the right or are you on the left are you a democrat or are you a republican and really I think what God wants us to do is stay on that straight path um, and keep our focus on him and his kingdom and his people and uh, keep our just to keep our focus on the correct things yeah agreed all right so that was our talk on politics um do you want to end end the session with prayer yeah sure lord thank you for this uh this discussion that we were able to have um as hard as it may be sometimes to talk about this stuff um we, we just thank you for giving us the, the wisdom and the insight and um, the ability to, to talk about this stuff. And I pray that anyone who's listening to it finds this useful and that um, anyone else who's listening to this, that, that you, would, you would bless them and, and show them uh, things that, that, they would, that would be useful in their lives. Um, just thank you for being with us today and in jesus name amen thanks for listening to in dispute podcast we hope today's conversation has stirred you to seek biblical truth if you'd like to contact us with questions comments or suggest topics you can find us on twitter at dispute podcast and on facebook at facebook.com slash in dispute podcast tune in next week for another topic in dispute.